0: Hi, this is Adam Bergman, a tax partner with the IRA Financial Group. Today we're going to discuss a really exciting topic, and a topic I think a lot of real estate investors uh, who have retirement money will be really excited about, called the best real estate tax shelter you never heard of. This podcast is going to discuss the solo 401k plan and any self-employed real estate investor you... Probably find the next 10 or so minutes really uh, helpful and informative, I hope. The reason I'm going to focus on the solo 401k and not an IRA is because the exception I want to talk about, the exception to use leverage and really boost your retirement earnings, uh, only apply to a 401k and not an IRA. And let me explain. An IRA is certainly allowed to buy real estate. So whether uh, you have an IRA, a 401k, a SEP, 403, 457 – You can always move those funds if you have access to them into a self-directed ira and buy real estate that is not a problem the issue is if you use leverage and when i say leverage i mean a loan so when you use retirement money the loan always has to be non-recourse and a non-recourse loan is a loan you do not personally guarantee so typically a traditional mortgage you sign when you buy a house is a recourse mortgage meaning If you don't pay it back, the bank can go after you personally. Well, unfortunately, under 4975C, we know that if you are an IRA holder, you cannot personally guarantee an obligation of your IRA, meaning your IRA cannot get a mortgage and you personally sign for it. That would trigger a prohibited transaction and violate 4975. So we're stuck with a non-recourse loan. Now, a non-recourse loan, the lender is certainly taking more risk because – he, the lender cannot go after you personally if you fail to pay. So the lender now has to look to the underlying asset for security, which in, in difficult times, as we saw in 08, 09, it may not be worth that much. And for that reason, the lender generally charges a little bit more and makes it a little bit harder to get. You usually have to put more down as well. On top of that, there's something called unrelated business taxable income rules, UBTI, and Part of the unrelated business tax fund rules, there's something called unrelated debt finance income or UDFI, and that's found under 514 Internal Revenue Code. And basically what those rules state is that if you're an IRA or a charity like the Red Cross and you use leverage, a non-recourse loan to buy real estate, for example, you are going to pay tax on a percentage of the income or gains generated from that asset, which really is equals the debt-to-equity ratio. So let me just simplify this. If you use $50,000 of an IRA and you borrowed $50,000 from a bank and you then took the $100,000 to buy a piece of property and then that property gave off $10,000 of net 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 income. In general, you would pay about you would pay the UBTI tax on 5,000 of the 10,000 which equals the 50-50 debt to equity ratio and the UBTI tax rate can go anywhere from 0 to Close to 40 percent, so once you start generating more than 10 or so thousand dollars of net income subject to this UBTI, you can be paying tax close to thirty five to 40 percent. So it definitely hinders a lot of real estate investors' appetite for doing leverage deals, and we know in order to really supercharge returns, you want to leverage. He talked to any great real estate investor, developer, they use leverage. Most people don't have the ability to just pay cash for everything. Not even Donald Trump or not even Warren Buffett will just pay for cash for everything. They'll use leverage because the use of the leverage allows them to hopefully generate stronger returns and generally leverage is cheap. So they can do better, uh, especially in today's market where you can borrow at 2%, 3 4%. You hopefully generate a lot more on your returns. So when you use IRAs and leverage through a self-directed IRA, you don't have to deal with this UBTI tax, which – doesn't make too many real estate investors happy. Well, like everything in the tax code, there is an exception. And for some reason, the 401k lobbyist did a really good job and they got an exception under 514D that basically states that if you are a 401k plan and you use a non recourse loan or leverage to buy real estate, so real estate acquisition indebtedness. Use of that leverage does not trigger this UBTI tax. So that's an amazing thing because if you can leverage up your 401k or solo 401k to buy real estate and get a non-recourse loan, you can do some really good deals and hopefully generate some nice returns using leverage. Best of all, you don't pay this UBTI tax. So that's a huge advantage because the UBTI tax is, is so significant, up to close to 40%, which equals the trust tax rates. So the ability to use solo 401k, for example, use leverage, buy real estate without tax is huge. Now, this exception only applies to real estate acquisition. So if you use the loan to go buy stocks or go buy uh, business assets, equipment, the exception would not apply. The UBTI would still apply. This exception only applies to real estate, which makes all you real estate investors really happy. So let's talk about eligibility. How do you get into this quote-unquote tax shelter? And I hate using the word tax shelter because – People automatically think illegal, you know, evading government rules, fraud, and, and here that's not what it means. It means really taking advantage of a, uh, a 100% perfectly legal structure to supercharge your returns. Now, so who's eligible for this? Generally, to be eligible for a solo 401K, you have to be self-employed and have a business with no full-time employees other than yourself, your business partners, or spouses. So if you are full-time and work at IBM and have no self-employment income on the side, meaning all you get is a W-2 and some investment income, you're not going to be able to do this. Unfortunately, IBM's 401k will not let you buy real estate. There's a slew of reasons why, but no major 401k plan through a major employer will let you buy non-traditional assets. So you may want to stop listening at this point, although – Hopefully, uh, you'll find this interesting because maybe at some point you will be self-employed. And if that's the case, you may want to keep listening. So if you have a full-time job, let's say you, you do you do uh, engineering work at NBC, for example, but you do some consulting work on the side. Well, you're eligible for a solo K. You don't need to be self-employed 100% of your time. You can have a full-time job as long as you generate some self-employment activity, whether it's selling shoes on eBay or acting as a tutor or even being a Santa Claus on Christmas. As long as you can generate self-employment income, you're eligible. Now, you don't need to be a C-Corp or an S-Corp or an LLC or partnership. You can be self-employed to be eligible for a solo 401k. So all you need is self-employment income and no employees other than – or full-time employers, and I should say employees that work over 1,000 hours. 1099 contractors, perfectly fine. Just make sure they're really 1099 contractors and not employees. So you want to make sure these these uh, if you have employees are under a thousand hours. If you have full time employees over a thousand hours, you can set up a 401k and a RISA plan, uh, and our plan docs do allow for real estate. But if your business is is quite large and you have many employees, um, it just sometimes becomes too risky to offer real estate because as a trustee of the plan, you become a fiduciary and you open yourself a t- some potential liability by allowing for alternative assets because they're perceived as as a bit riskier for the the low-level employee. So I'm going to really focus on on someone who's self-employed because I think they can really supercharge their returns. And most uh, real estate investors – or not most, but a lot of real estate investors can fit into this category. Another great thing about the solo plan is it allows for after-tax Roth contributions, and that's key. So you can supercharge returns, have a pre-tax – Uh, retirement account, roll that into a solo 401k, and buy real estate and use leverage without tax. But ultimately, when you hit seven years old, you're going to have to give some of that back in form of required minimum distributions, which isn't so bad if you were able to to do real well. But imagine if you were able to do all that investing through a Roth account, an account that once you hit 59.5 and and the account's been open five years, you never have to pay tax on all the income or gains, including the leverage. So imagine the amazing opportunities. Now, a solo 401k allows you to put away a lot of money. If In 2015, if you're under 50 years old, you can put away $53,000 a year. If you're over 50 years old, you can put up a whopping $59,000. Now, it's unfortunately not all top of your income, meaning if you make 53000 you can't just put in all 53000 There's two components. There's an employee deferral, which gives you 18000 off the top if you're under 50 and 24000 if you're over 50. And nice thing, that can mean pre tax or Roth. So you can do that in pre tax or Roth. Then there's the profit sharing contribution component, which basically is the employer, which is basically you since you're the sole owner uh, or employee owner, will make up to a 25% contribution, up to an aggregate amount of $53,000 if you're under 50 or $59,000. So if someone made $100,000 and it's under 50 years old through a sole proprietorship, here she can defer approximately 18,000 pre tax or Roth, plus about 20% of their comp. Let's say another 18,000 more, because uh, there is some Social Security and FICA that has to come out. So you're looking at about uh, you know 36,000 out of the 100. Um, I mentioned the first 18,000 in the employee deferral is pre tax or Roth. The profit sharing is pre tax, but you're able to do an immediate conversion. So you don't have to wait. Uh, amount, a certain amount of time to convert. You can convert immediately to Roth. So that means all your contributions can be Roth. And again, Roth is so attractive because you, once you're 59 and a half and that Roth's been open five years, you start pulling money out tax-free. So imagine if you're able to take a hundred grand in a Roth 401k, borrow another hundred grand. Now you have 200,000 and start buying real estate and, and doing multiple flips uh, over uh, several years you can see how if you're able to get 10 15 20% returns you can really start supercharging your um 401k now i have some clients that have been able to put down 20% and get an 80% non recourse loan or even 90% because they know hard money lenders that are willing to do that imagine that imagine if you only put 10 or 20% down in roth are able to get a short term loan do some some attractive real estate investments pay off the loan upon sale, all that gain, tax-free if you hold the account open five years or over 59 and a half. So that's the, that's the game. Being able to use leverage, have a Roth account in your 401k, supercharge your returns because you're not paying any unrelated business taxable income. So if you're able to get into a situation where you can put down 10, 20, 30, 40%, leverage up the rest on a non-recourse basis. If you have pre-tax, okay, you're going to have to Pay tax ultimately when you hit seventy, but if you're able to get that in a Roth, imagine the potential you can generate of of tax-free returns. Especially for a savvy real estate investor who knows what they're doing, uh, whether he or she is flipping or buying land or or developing or uh, buying rental properties, there's the potential for some serious uh, gains. Especially uh, if you start young and you're willing to build that Roth account through contributions along with rollovers. A Really exciting opportunity. Uh, it works best if you're self-employed because the solo 401k is so easy to work. It's very, very simple eligibility requirements. Essentially, you need to be self-employed, with no full-time employees. Very flexible contribution rules. You can roll over any pre-tax funds to it. Uh, you can then convert to a Roth. Unfortunately, you do have to pay tax when you convert, but you're paying tax now and, and not later when you hopefully have a lot more money. You can make Roth contributions, of employee deferrals, and then convert profit sharing from pre-tax to Roth, $53,000 a year if you're under 50 in 2015, $59,000 if you're over 50. So you can really start building the, the solo K retirement account up pretty well or pretty quickly. Um, get a Roth, somehow find non-recourse leverage, uh, whether it's through hard money lending, banks, um, if you're able to put down less than 20 30%. Uh, you can really supercharge your returns. Even if you're forced to put down 30%, 40%, you're going to start building up um, some pretty strong returns tax-free if you know what you're doing. And that's why uh, the name of this podcast is Real Estate Tax Shelter You Never Heard Of because it's really for real estate investors. Uh, I call it a tax shelter because ultimately if you're in the Roth solo K, you're never going to pay tax on the income or gains as long as you're over 59.5 and the Roth's been open five years, so you're sheltering future income and gains. Perfectly legal, obviously. Every solo 401k plan will come with an IRS opinion letter. so You know what you're doing is legal. Uh, if you are a savvy real estate investor, know what you're doing, have access to lending, non-recourse lending, and are self-employed, this is your plan. And this could be the difference between retiring with some money and retiring really wealthy. I have some clients that have been able in the last five years to generate over 5000000 million tax-free by doing similar strategies. In fact, I have some clients that are able to do deals where they put 1%, 2% down on, on options for real estate and are able to do it all in a Roth. Uh, I have some clients that are able to put 5%, 10% down, borrow the rest short-term, non-recourse, and then generate 15%, 20% returns. This is what a lot of my smart, wealthy real estate clients are doing. Uh, with the S&P pretty flat, uh, we're in March now. We're talking at under 1%. Uh, a lot of my wealthy, high-net-worth uh, clients are looking at real estate because they know they can generate 7%, 10 15% returns. If they can do it in a Roth, use leverage without tax, it's going to make their life a lot easier. Uh, again, I'm, I'm no investment advisor. Uh, I certainly can't tell you how to invest your money. But from a tax standpoint, if you know what you're doing from a real estate standpoint, this is perfectly legal. And it's a really good strategy uh, that you should probably talk over with your accountant, so CPA, tax advisor, lawyer – uh, because it can really uh, generate some some pretty strong returns if you know what you're doing and get lucky in the real estate market, and if you do in a Roth uh, tax-free returns, use of the leverage can really boost and supercharge those returns if you know what you're doing. So I hope you found this uh, podcast interesting. Uh, some of you heard about this. I hope uh, I didn't bore you, but for those who who never really thought about doing this, uh, learn more about it. I mean, there's a lot of info on our website. Talk to your CPA. Talk to your accountant, your tax lawyer, call us. You can always email me at Adam A-D-M-B, as in boy, at irafinancialgroup.com, Adam B at irafinancialgroup.com. Call me, 800-472-0646, extension 12, 800-472-0646, extension 12. Check us out at www.irafinancialgroup.com. Um, thanks again, Adam, IRA Financial Group, one of the tax partners. I hope you found this interesting. Um, Look forward to the next time. Thanks for listening.